I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you refer to it as your winter coat just casually too? I do actually. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And we are back for another week of still rolling with it mostly. <laughs> I, <think>. <laughs> I really did think I was going to end up in an Instacare this morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was man. very worried. Um, somebody actually sent an email and said that they were worried about my gallbladder. Oh, well, that's nice well no it's very you know some of my symptoms kind of uh, resemble symptoms of a failing gallbladder although the pain that i have is on the other side of my body so i'm trying to figure that part out um i spent an hour on the phone with my insurance company talking to a nurse about what to do in terms of what they recommended pay for well yeah because i was like i don't want to go to instacare i would like to take care of this at home and they were like well (laughs) (laughs) it's not my i don't think it's my gallbladder is it different than than whatever you were experiencing in the spring like does it feel different to you um it's worse like the doctor the pot Chilean doctor, of course, prescribed me that medication that was however many hundred dollars a month for irritable bowel syndrome oh right yeah which i can't afford so um i'm trying other things (laughs) so i mean was he saying that as in like here is this medication give it a shot or as in you have irritable bowel syndrome but that medication is just too expensive so you're going to try other stuff he he just he said that well this is the medication there's only two medications that he like was able and, and they're both brand names so there's no generics oh yeah and so there was no other option i love talking about this <laughs> we just have to keep everyone up to speed with your bowels I this is just, important i really thought that i was gonna have to go I, and then yesterday i thought i was gonna have to go to the er um so i mean it's it's not a good situation at all doesn't uh it doesn't sound is it i mean are you are you still able to eat like a normal diet no. or uh, okay. no, I can't like food, food really, really, really messes with me. So I have to take very small, small, small portions throughout the day because if I eat anything more than like a, like a tiny fistful of things, like my stomach just completely screams at me. So oh. yeah, it's fun. Well, there you go. Yeah. Getting old is fun, John. I can't. Wait. Can't wait. I'm just 40 is right around the corner. But if you do have to go to the urgent care, say in a few months, Lita can drive you. Uh, I don't know. As long as she knows how to turn. She will be ready to do that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I, I forgot to mention this before we started recording, but I talked to my dad this morning and he was listening to that episode. And as soon as you mentioned that about Lita, he got this flashback to driver's ed and his partner, because they kind of paired up like two kids per instructor, did the same thing. Are you serious? Yeah, she had the instructor. I mean, it's similar thing. The instructor asked her to kind of turn into a driveway and then back out to go the other direction. <laughs> and when she backed out to go to the other direction, she just kept the wheel turned and backed <laughs> into the ditch. So, you know, there are other people like Lita out there. So we talked about, we, we did talk about the fact that Pete put her in the, the car at the at office max and we drove around the parking lot, right? Very, very briefly around. Very briefly. Lot, and yes. when, he, and then when she almost hit the car with the Bernie Sanders sticker on it, like he got out and he looked at me and his eyes got huge. Right. So my stepfather and my mother came over on Saturday. Oh, to, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Cause my stepfather has taught, taught me and my sister and my brother and several other people. He's the most patient human being when it comes to that. And he took her to a Mormon church here, an LDS church. Excuse me. I won't call you Mormons. I'll I rebranded, Heather. Rebranded. They took them to the Latter-day Saint church here in the neighborhood, and they drove around for about an hour and a half. And before they left, I said, here's what you need to know. <laughs> I just want to prepare you, okay? <laughs> uh, she, and I explained everything, and they came home, and she was happy, and he was like, yeah. And then she went upstairs and he, he got up and he came over to me. And he's like, oh, wow. Oh, Seriously for him wow. too? Yeah. He oh, goes, man. he goes, um, we got a lot of work to do here. <laughs> he was just like, I, in all the years that I have taught people how to drive, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> that is so amazing she's so smart and she's so witty and she just doesn't get she just it hasn't clicked nothing about it has clicked for her but it sounds like i mean she came home happy yeah it sounds like she doesn't she's not really aware of how much it is not clicking right which is maybe for the best but i wonder <laughs> if when it finally does click she's gonna go what the, what the fuck was wrong with me <laughs> Why was this so hard? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I, I don't ever want to get into a car with her right now. Like, I, that's what I'm feeling is like, I never want to, I never want to be in a car that Lita is driving. <laughs> yeah, that's probably best. Mm -hmm. I, I, oh, man. She's got to have like 40 hours of driving experience in order to get her license. And so they're going to. So come. it's going to be you and Pete and your and your stepfather. It's not going to be me. Straws. It's not going to be me. Uh uh. <laughs> I can't. I. I mean, I was screaming in the office max parking lot because oh I was. I was certain she was going to hit cars, and I all I know to do is scream, like just screaming out, like stop. And um. Oh yeah, it was so. I don't know. I don't know. I think what yeah. I need to do now is take Marlo to ride go-karts so that at least she knows what she's doing when she goes oh, to God. drive. That's what, And you know that she's going to have an immediate knack for it. So then the next time she's in the car with Lita, 
Yeah. She's going to provide like rolling commentary, which will be brilliant. Oh, man. So, yeah, we're still getting, I mean, I'm sure you're still getting into the swing of things. Like, we still haven't gotten Lita's dance schedule down. We haven't gotten the piano schedule down. Um, She hasn't been, she's missed the bus three times now. Oh, three times. Well, we, so I drive Lexton. Mm-hmm. And he has been, I don't even know how many days they've had school, 10 maybe. He's been late eight times. So. <laughs> Not, never substantially. Like we almost, almost make it. But definitely late is he, every Is he late night. getting out of the house? I can't, I haven't been able to figure out exactly what happens because I think I mentioned last week, he's actually reached a point where he's realizing when we don't have a lot of time that he can do things faster, which sounds ridiculous, but he's just always kind of had one speed. But now he is picking up the pace and hurrying, but we still hit this certain point where it's like he loses all focus. And mm-hmm. if you just lose five minutes, that's enough to throw everything off. Yeah. And it is oddly enough, the route that I have to take to his school, it's this weird time in the morning where if you miss this window, it's suddenly full of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like suddenly like there's cars everywhere. Like boom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were on time the first day and the second day we, we missed that five minute window and I turned onto the main road and I was like, where the fuck did everybody come from? <laughs> there was like a one fifth of the number of cars. The lights were all green the first day. It was fine. And, uh, it's just, rough it's it's rough i mean you know we're back into the back into the grind of things and she you know knocked on she did knock on the door i think we talked like i told her that she needs to wake me up she misses the bus she knocked on the door and immediately was like i can't explain i can't explain i can't explain and the bus had been late a few times and so she thought that she could take an extra few minutes and i looked at her and i said don't ever assume that the bus is going to be late this is a life lesson (laughs) oh yeah she was chasing it down the street like she missed it by like that much and they wouldn't stop and so yeah those are the hard lessons though those are hard lessons she's got a you know she's doing great she likes her classes marlo loves her teacher so far you know do i say knock on wood I don't even know. I'm so superstitious at this point that I'm even <laughs> superstitious of saying things that are supposed to bring good luck. Um, so far, they like what they're doing. And it's a nice change because so many times they've come home from the summer or from holidays and been in crisis. And we are not in crisis. I mean, Lita was a little upset when she got home because she missed camp, but nobody is flipping their shit that helps and it it honestly i mean it's probably a big part of it is probably the fact that you're in a different space too yeah like letting things go i mean i just i don't remember when this was a few days ago i i think i asked you about your watch and you said it's still in a bag somewhere and you don't really know where it is i don't i mean i can't exercise (laughs) right 
So I was going to use it for exercising. I mean, I should probably go to the doctor and have them x-ray my foot and because it isn't getting better. Uh, whatever. I don't care. I don't want to wear a boot. I'm so stubborn. Fuck. Maybe they can do like a, like a two-for-one bowel and foot thing. <laughs> so you can get a deal. So I'm so messed up. Like I'm just a mess. I'm a mess. Oh, God. It's it's a test. It's the universe testing you because you've decided to take everything in stride and the universe mm-hmm. is going to just throw some shit at you. That's how it works. <laughs> that was not an intentional pun, but there it goes. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. And so I'm hobbling. You know, I'm hobbling. And because I'm trying to... I really don't want to wear that boot. It's so, it it just like completely, I can't, I can't drive with it. I can't do life with it. Right. Um, that's the one thing that I, I can't really like embrace is the boot. Maybe I, that's what you need though. Maybe you need a reason that you can't drive. It's a, <laughs> I, I like, well, the boot's on <laughs> probably for the whole year. <laughs> So, Coco, we in a course like tripping over dogs. Um, Coco knows that something is wrong, and so she is like near me all the time. And I have snapped at her a few times, and she kind of like cowers away because she does. She's like, oh, she's mad at me, but then she, but then she like finds her way back to me and is like, are you gonna sit down? Are you going to walk downstairs? What are you going to do? Because I have to come help you. <laughs> Which so she, is really sweet and obnoxious. Yeah, because she's always right underneath me. And I have tripped so many times over that dog. I think that's part of the problem. And I catch myself. But when I catch myself, I'm not catching myself exactly in time. But she just like, she's like, where, where are you going so I can take care of you? And Yeah. We talked about tripping mm-hmm. over dogs, which is still a still very much a thing over here, and probably <laughs> will be forever. But and I told you that Pete and I talked about your dog, and we're like, "Oh yeah, he, you you step on that dog, and it's over." Like I can oh, yeah. step on Coco, I can step on Coco's foot, and she'll squeal. But you step on your dog, and she's done. <laughs> oh yeah. But what we realized is when when we first got her, she was so small, she couldn't really do much. Like, she couldn't jump on furniture, she couldn't climb stairs, nothing. Now she's big enough. She's like a cat, or a small cat is about her size. A small and, cat. Yeah. A small cat. But, so now she can jump on things and get into things. She's now fully figured out how to go up and down the stairs. And she's figured out how to do it very quietly. <laughs> so she'll just vanish and go up the stairs and it's it's funny because she's she's not very good at it so she has to go one step at a time and like completely rotate her body 180 degrees every step which is great <laughs> but so she comes up you and you have gets lost to give video and, of this you have to. oh i really want to but then the just just this morning lexton's eating a bowl of cheerios and gets up from the table for whatever reason and in that 30 seconds of time she got onto his chair and he comes back in the room to find her with her snout like in the milk 
Oh my God. And like it's all over her face. It's all over the table. And she is just <laughs> inhaling it as fast as she can. Cheerios, milk, doesn't matter. <laughs> because it's something we never had to worry about when she was too small. Right. Right. Oh, oh no. Ah. And then she does that thing, which I think is is combination of like being submissive and also trying to be cute. Where she, she'll lick your hand and then she rolls over on her back and her tail is wagging like, you can rub my belly now. I'm really sorry. <laughs> like that shit doesn't work. It's the last thing. That's why we were late this morning. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing and I don't think it's going to change. No, she's too cute. She's too cute. I'm sorry. I don't know how you, how do you discipline a dog that, that is that cute? How do you do it? You can't. No, I mean, and when you do, you feel bad right away. She does, <laughs> if she comes upstairs, she tries to come downstairs with you at the same time. And that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. <sighs> I'm like, just, I'm like, Coco, just go. Like, if you're going to come downstairs with me, go. I will, I will be there in like half a second after you, but don't like do every step with me. <laughs> right. Like just wait. Yeah. Wait at the bottom is fine. Yeah. God. And yeah. it's so different than Chuck. I mean, Chuck was never around me, but but he would get he would do that shit where he would get up on the countertop and like steal things. Like I never have to worry about leaving food on the countertop. Coco's never ever gonna jump up and do that. Chuck would climb onto the countertop and eat things. That's amazing because Chuck was not small. No, he was not small, but he was he was limber. <laughs> would he would he like all the way up on the counter like did he ever do he, that there was a one time i think we talked about this or i wrote about it i used to get those roasted chickens at the grocery store you know how right. they roast a whole chicken oh yeah i would take all the chicken off of the bones and then like i would have chicken for the next couple of days and i had taken it out and i had I had taken all of the ch- the meat off of the bones, but the bones are still sitting there. And somebody called me up to Marlo's room for something. And I go upstairs and I come downstairs not even a minute later. And he has his front paws up on the countertop and he has eaten all of it. Everything you took off? Ev- and the bones. Oh. Uh, which are not good for no, dogs. No, no. No. He ate the entire fucking thing. And I was, I came downstairs and I saw him and I was like, what are you doing? And he just was like, I better hurry up. <laughs> oh, so he, like, he started eating more and more and more and more until it was gone by the time I got over to him. That's <sighs> so awesome. He's not even afraid. He's like, oh, well, nope. I'm already Mm-mm. here. He's like, I'm, I'm old, man. I'm done with this shit. I'm 12 years old. See ya, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dogs, man. Fuck. Seriously, even the small ones. Jesus, it's so... Such a thing. It is such a thing. And we were going to talk about this. We want to do... Like, we want to talk about different relationships with pets. Because my relationship with Coco, I think, is different than a lot of relationships that people have with pets. Yes. Or their dogs. Like, I told you that... Coco and I are sort of like business partners where (laughs) I keep the business up and running and she protects the business and makes sure that the business is safe. 
and we're very happy about this partnership. She doesn't need a lot of, um, she doesn't need a lot of love from me other than thanking her and giving her treats and making sure that, you know, I pet her belly a few times. Other than that, she's just like, I got shit to do. (laughs) Which is just how you want it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I had a small dog, I would probably cuddle with it all fucking day and just have it in my lap and I wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> that that part of it is a is a challenge. <laughs> is it? It's not even I, I've reached a point where if I'm working, I don't need to be by her. It's fine. But I'll, I know that she wants to be by me. So I'll put I don't know. I'll like her bed on the floor by me or her blank something. And she'll usually lay there for 10 minutes and then she wants to be in my lap and she doesn't want to move. She just wants to curl up right in my lap, Mm -hmm. which is, it sounds like it's not a problem, but when you have to balance something on your lap for hours, you can't just sit how you normally sit and you can't just get up to use the bathroom. You it's, it becomes a process. Yeah. And it's an adorable process and I love her, but I just, it slows everything down. And it's great because if I do move at all, she doesn't just roll with it. She kind of looks at me like, what the fuck are you? I was asleep and you moved. Now I'm up. And it's, I don't, I don't need that guilt. I have plenty of other guilt from other areas. (laughs) Oh, little dog guilt. God, it's a, it is a thing. I mean, Chuck and I had a more of more of a um, back in the early days. Chuck and I would snuggle and sleep together all the time. I would, especially when Lita was born, he would. I, I would like try to take a nap while she napped, um, and he would lie at my feet on the couch. And we walked and he walked with me and Lita and he cuddled and he would always come into the bedroom. And and then it just changed over the years when he got old and grumpy. But um, Pete, okay, so. Well, but was the old grumpiness like because he his health was deteriorating or was he just kind of done with that part of his life? Like I'm, I'm so done many, with the snuggling. I kind of have some theories about it. Like he start, he took a downturn when John, when we got divorced okay. and because John didn't, and this is no dig against John, but John didn't really care to come see the dogs. Um, okay. so, and then systematically Chuck lost a lot of people in his life. Like people were leaving and he was just like, you know what? Just, I just fuck it. I don't want to be around people. I'm grumpy. My bones hurt. you know, um, right. but he loves Coco, you know, gets her riled up like a motherfucker and she screams and she makes this error noise. We've talked about that error, error. whenever he comes home. Um, he loves the dog. He will not let her on the bed. <laughs> So that's like his one thing. It's his one thing. And so I'll let her on the bed like before he comes to the bedroom. <laughs> like, and he'll come in and he'll be like, this is not okay. And I'm like, why is this not okay? You get her riled up. I let her on the bed. 
It's a, it's a, we're, we're negotiating. (laughs) (laughs) Does she shed a lot? Is that his thing? Oh, well, no. I mean, his thing is, which, you know, you don't know what she's been stepping in and you're going to put it on your bed. But right now, is your dog shedding? She sheds so minimally. And I don't know if that's part of her. I mean, I'm not complaining. It's amazing. But we just gave her a bath the other day and then like brushed her and there was almost nothing. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's getting worse with her age. I just ferminated her. So you've talked about the ferminator, right? I don't think so, but I need to know about it now. Yes, you do. So the ferminator is the best brushing tool ever invented for a dog. And you can get it off Amazon. I can link to it. And what it does is it, the way it's designed, it pulls the hair from underneath the stuff that's going to fall out and leaves the hair that's intact. And interesting. I can literally create another dog out of what I pull out of Coco's fur. Like there's that much that comes out of her. Um, every towards the end of summer and then towards the end of winter. So she has a, she has a summer coat and a winter coat and she sheds both. And when she starts shedding, it's fucking everywhere. It is just like piles and gunks of hair everywhere. And it didn't used to be like this. So I'm curious if it's her age. I don't know, but I ferminated her. I should post the picture four days ago and then we gave her a bath and then there was a shit ton of hair in the bath and then the next day she shed all over the goddamn living room that I had just vacuumed. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And she's she's got thick hair so it's like... Yeah. And the Furminator, I swear to God, like it pulls all of it out. Like it, you will end up with another dog lying next to your dog. There's so much hair. Very intrigued. I mean, Lily really doesn't doesn't shed, but now I feel like I need to check that out. I yeah, I, Chuck. We would have Chuck. Like Chuck was a very short haired dog, and we would have another Chuck. Like I could have sent it off and had somebody weave something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wonder if maybe I'm just not noticing it because of her size. Like maybe she yeah. is shedding, but she's just so tiny. But she's so that... tiny that there's not that much. Right. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's so bad. If you if you Google Furminator, you will see the most incredible photos, usually of golden retrievers sitting next to the hair that has been pulled off of their bodies. And you're around. like, what the? F- how did that fucking happen? Right? You don't realize. And people probably do it like weekly. Yeah. Well. Well, especially when I know all about this stuff because. <laughs> um. We're gonna we're gonna do some deep diving here into some personal issues. Um, Let's do it. So I get a bikini wax, and I know a lot of people really are like don't do the waxing, and they either shave or they do laser or whatever. Bikini waxing is the one thing that has always worked for me. Um, okay. And the girl who does my bikini wax is amazing. And there's different growth patterns throughout the year for hair. Throughout the year? Yes. Like, she has studied all of this. Like, my eyebrows and my bikini area will grow thicker in the winter and then grow, uh, not grow so much during the spring. 
But then there's like a winter coat that starts to come on in the fall. A winter coat. That's an interesting way I didn't think we were going to go here today, but we just did. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Really? So it's like this, I mean, it's, it's got to be evolution, right? Like responding yeah, to the seasons? I think so. Because I will call her or text her and go, I just saw you four weeks ago. Like, this is supposed to last at least six to seven weeks. And she's like, guess what time of year it is, Heather? And I'm like, oh, shit, man. Ah. So, yeah, it's a different growth situation. And as you get older, it changes. And, yeah. So Do you refer to it as your winter coat just casually, too? I do, actually. Very nice. Mm-hmm. My winter coat has come in, Heather. Um, oh, <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Coco doesn't really like to be fermented, even though it doesn't hurt. It, it distracts her from her job. I was going to say, it, like, it takes her time. Yes, it takes a lot of time to get all that hair off. So I will joke with her. I'm, like, I'm, I'm talking English to my fucking dog and joking with her about our winter coats. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, because that, that is a thing with dogs, right? Like, it does grow thicker Yes. in the colder months. Yes. So you will experience this, and then when it gets warmer, she will lose all that hair. Because her body will be like, oh, I don't need this hair anymore. Interesting. I mean, yeah, because I got her in, what, March time mm-hmm. frame? And she was a puppy, so she's really not going to be right. shedding a lot. Huh. Great. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And so when people talk about, you know, getting dogs and whatnot, I'm like, dude, you have to understand the amount of work that goes into a dog. And even though Coco, she's going to be 12. Coco will be 12 in October. She's very well behaved, but there's so much work that goes into it, right? Oh, it's nonstop. Yeah. It's not, I, I have to say, and I think I mentioned this maybe a few weeks after starting it based on your recommendation based on when you told me what to do with my dog i <laughs> i started feeding her well i was i've always fed her twice a day but twice a day and she's got 10 minutes to eat the food mm-hmm. and if she doesn't eat it then the food goes away because she was just grazing and playing with it and pooping like 400 times and yep. it was obnoxious so within a couple of days, she figured it out really quick, really quick. And now she eats it I, probably within a few minutes Yeah, because she they, knows it will go. They inhale it, don't they? <laughs> oh, completely. Oh, yeah. But what I realized is I was on this schedule where I would feed her 
toward the end of when I was preparing dinner for Lexton and I. So she would eat and then we would sit down to eat. And then within, within five minutes of sitting down to eat, she would ring the bell to go out mm. because she had just eaten. So, you know, in and out, that's how, that's how her miniature body works. So now I've timed it where I make dinner and we eat and then feed her. And ah. then she goes out. Because nice. it's the same thing. Within five minutes of her eating, she needs to go out. But now at least yeah. we're not, we're not eating. And I try, I tried the, I tried to get her to wait once, and she shit <laughs> on the rug <laughs> while making eye contact. And it felt really personal. Like if you're not going to take me out when I ring the bell, you gave me to ring. I am well, going to shit on your rug. There is a, there's a theory that they do that. They actually look at you because they're, they're in danger. They're sort of in a position where they're they're uh, susceptible and vulnerable, really? and so they look at you because they're like, okay, well, I can't fend off any danger right now, so I'm looking at you to fend off the danger while I'm in this vulnerable position. <laughs> Even though the vulnerable position I'm in is shitting on your rug, <laughs> and I expect you to protect me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. It's not. I mean, it's nonstop work, and we finally hit this point. I know, like right. Early on, when we when we first got her, I was doing really early morning stuff, and Lexton really hadn't seen the responsibilities of it all the way. But now it's like, you know, when you wake up for school at five forty-five and it's pouring rain, she needs to go out. Yeah, that means you need to go out. Like, there's no way around that. She's not going to hold it because it's raining, and that's how it's going to be. You know, in December when it's five degrees out, and she needs to go out. Yeah. Nonstop. Nonstop. And then, like, you have to wipe them off when they come into the house and make sure they're dry so they don't drag in sh- mud and shit and leaves and all that sort of thing. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. We put Coco's crate in the living room so that she doesn't have to go up and down. There's, there's so many. Part of the reason that my foot hasn't healed is because there are so many fucking stairs. Sorry, I'm just fucking... Today is all both, about we're both fucking. there today. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm okay. I'm like, I'm not mad or angry about anything other than fearing having to go to the ER. That's all. There's so many goddamn stairs in this house that I'm constantly going up and down stairs, up and down, up and down, up and down. And Coco, because of her hips and her arthritis, we put her crate in the living room. It's ugly as shit. I wish I could you know, disguise it, but there's really no option to. Um, but we made it very clear to everybody in the home that if you were the first person awake and you go upstairs into that space, you have to let Coco out and feed her and then let her out of the house to go poo. Because, because if you don't, she'll lose her mind. If she'll hear you and she'll wake up and it's time for her to go. Right. right? So when she wakes up, it's that's the, that she got to eat and go. And so I finally got Lita trained to do this. <laughs> the dog doesn't steer itself, Lita. <laughs> That's right. Pete's daughter got home from, she was abroad for a couple of weeks and she had a little bit of jet lag. So she was waking up very, very, very early in the morning and going downstairs and letting Kai go out when, you know, we were still, we didn't have to wake up at five or 5.30, or 6. And when you let Coco out of the house, she screams, 
and barks for about a minute just to let everybody know that she's coming. Like that's just normal? Yeah. We let her out into the backyard and she just barks like, like fucking hell. Like she's losing her mind to let everybody know she is there and she's the queen. Remember. Like she barks at nothing, just runs around barking? Yes. Oh, wow. And I mean, we do have a lot of squirrels, very, 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 very pernicious squirrels. So who knows what she's barking at. But so there was a like seven days there where his daughter was getting up very, very early. And all of a sudden we hear just the barking was so loud, waking us up at like 530 in the morning. And I would turn over and I would go, can we get rid of the dog? (laughs) (laughs) Jokingly, of course, always joking. But yeah, it's a nonstop. (laughs) And it, and it falls on, it ultimately falls on you and Pete and me. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Lexton helps. I'm not saying he doesn't, but no, no. They have to be reminded, like, okay, the dog has to eat when you wake up. The dog has to eat at 6.30. The dog has to be let out. Hey, guys, who's who wants to do it today? Yeah. Exactly. Like, I can get up and do it blindfolded because... I know it has to happen the same way every day. Mm-hmm. Or Lexington can get up and be like, "Did you did you let her out? No. <laughs> did you feed her? No. Okay, that that needs to happen. I'm hoping yeah. someday it will settle in, but I don't know. I yeah, I mean, I did it alone for four years, right? It was just me. I right. did it, I did every morning routine and every evening routine with her and. And and then finally, I was in, I finally enlisted them. Um, I had to teach Lita and Marlo. Lita was harder to teach than Marlo because Lita just wanted. Lita doesn't want anything to do with her. <laughs> oh really? Was she the same with Chuck? She was not, right? Yeah, no, she did not want to be around Chuck. No, she's she's not the animal person that Marlo is. Marlo is so into animals. Lita is just not. And that's fine. She's not like afraid of them. She just could take it or leave it, basically. She could just take it or leave it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Like going to the zoo is like, eh. Marlo at the zoo? Fuck. Like she's gonna she's gonna crawl into like the tiger den and try to snuggle with the tigers, right? Don't leave Marlo alone in the zoo. (laughs) Oh man. That's so funny. I'm glad that you have Lexton there to help you with some of it because Having that extra pair of hands for a dog is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's also, though, I mean, I'm I'm with Lily more just because he's out doing things or doing school or whatever, or the weekends that he goes to Heather's. So I'm, I'm like always with the dog, which is fine. But then when I need him to be with her and to watch her to do stuff, he also likes to give me a report of the things that she's done or the things that are funny, which is endearing, but I've, I've seen them all and I know, <laughs> I know like it's not new. Like I, I, I spend so much time with her that the stuff that he's experiencing, I've seen over and over and over and over again. I'm just like, Oh God, I don't, I don't need to look at this thing that she's going to do because I know what it is. I know I just sound bitter and I'm, I'm not bitter. I just like, 
I think what it is is usually when I'll say I need you to be on Lily duty because I have these things to do. And then 15 times I hear, look at what she's doing. That defeats Lily, the purpose. Lily duty. Lily duty, yeah. <laughs> look at what she's doing. Look at what she's doing. Look at what she's doing. Look at what she's it, doing. It's almost like like as a, as like a four, five, six-year-old. Yes. Like, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. I can't. I can't watch you go down the slide again because it was the same thing over and over again. Look at this thing that I created on this app. This little monster that I created. Look at. Look. 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 Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look and, at and it. And glance. You're like, wait, wait. Look at it. Does this? It, look at. Look at what it can do. Mm. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that age. Oh man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was a time that was a time and it, it still is a time for me and so i have to be I have to be very enthused about this thing that she created in this app and like pay attention for like two or and a half minutes it's a long time uh, yeah oh yeah i mean i just have to get enthused about stuff i don't understand or care about which sounds awful but I think, I mean, like Lexan and I, our interests are just so different. Yeah. That I, I just, it's in part what he's describing is just hard for me to visualize and understand. And in part, I, it doesn't interest me. It's not my area of focus. So, I mean, to his credit, he's phenomenal at explaining things. But I think really what it amounts to is he is so much smarter than I am <laughs> that I can't, that I can't keep up. I was making dinner yesterday and he said, I learned this really cool thing about quantum mechanics. I'm like, oh, well, that's intense. Did you learn that in school? He's like, oh, no, no, just for fun. Oh, my God. Really? Like, what? What? Yeah, something about, I don't know, particle movement. I Like, he explained it to me and it was my favorite thing to say has become, I need you to draw it for me or I can't <laughs> listen to you. Because I can't see what is in your head. And I can tell by the way he, he explains things that it is crystal clear to him. And it's just not. And he would be a phenomenal teacher because he is so, so patient without being condescending when he knows that someone doesn't understand. That's something but, that he could pursue. I mean, he totally could. I mean, he will explain things and just back them down to the absolute dumbest level to bring you up to speed without making you feel like you're dumb, which I honestly think is a gift. A lot of people can't do that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's a, that's a skill. Um, but who looks up quantum mechanics shit for fun? <laughs> well, for I fun. did, I did that actually because I was very fascinated by it. Oh um, my. That was a very fascinating concept for me, when, but I was older than him. <sighs> I was at his age. Uh, I think I was 17 when I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Like but I, I read a whole book about it. Oh my God. I know. It was, yeah. I mean, I understand. Like I somewhat, I get it. I get the fascination. I'm a weird though. Science person where I just am glad that science works. <laughs> and that is the extent of it. Like I know that when I turn my car on, it turns on. I don't know what happens. <laughs> I just know it turns on. I don't want to know. I don't care. I don't want to know. Exactly. But the same thing with like biology. Like I'm sure studying the respiratory system is fascinating. As long as I can breathe, I'm good. No interest. <laughs> no interest at all. 
I don't know why it reminded me of this, but <laughs> Pete sent me a frantic text the other day, and he's like, do not tell the children about the Amazon forest. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, I was going to text you the same thing. Don't say anything. Don't, 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 don't say anything. And then suddenly, like, both, both his daughter and Lita come home, and they're like, great, the Amazon is burning. That's just fantastic. Oh, awesome, you guys. Thanks for thanks for everything. Oh, my God. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Oh. Really what a we explain shit things? show. I don't know if we explain things. When we explain things, like science, sometimes that can be a little detrimental to their, like, sense of, like, safety. <laughs> and, and so, like, things like that are also just... Like yes, there is the there's the science element of the fires, but it's mostly just stupidity mm-hmm. and greed, and those are things that are kind of hard to explain. Yeah, I mean not not hard to explain, but there's no point. There's really no way to like explain it, like to get someone to understand why people are dumb. So I heard on the the radio that the fire season in Utah, which is usually kind of pretty bad. Because you saw it so dry. Right. And I have been, well, I was home less than three days and started having dry skin and like my lips started peeling. Like it is so fucked up here. I never had a problem with dry skin or dry lips when I was abroad. It's a thing here. You have to stay very hydrated and keep your, yeah, anyway. You have no humidity, right? Like very little humidity. No, it's so, it's so dry. Like I, I warn I warn visitors, I'm like, you're going to wake up the first or second day you're here and you're going to think that sandstone formation has formed inside both of your no- your nostrils. <laughs> That's, yeah. My brother moved to like the eastern edge of Washington State and it's, it's like farmland, rolling hills, but I want to say like 10 to 15% humidity. Which to me sounded great because we have very humid weather here. It is not great. No. I I, well, I thought I was sick. I woke up with a sore throat because of the the lack of humidity. Yeah, it's it's just so it's just so dry, which is nice because in the summer the sum, summer nights here are like you know seventy five degrees and it's beautiful and the sun's out and it's awesome and there's very few bugs. But then, yeah, so usually the fire season is pretty bad. This year they were reporting that it wasn't. And then I got in the car a couple days ago and some stupid idiot threw a cigarette into a bush up in the mountains and started a forest fucking fire. And it's like, God damn it. Really? Really? Yep. (laughs) It is 2019. Who does that anymore? I mean, I've never been a smoker, but I still get amazed at the number of people I see just flick them on the sidewalk and put them out. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I don't under, like, I wouldn't just crumple up a receipt and throw it on the sidewalk. No. And it's, it's basically the same thing. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Especially now that I have a dog who fucking eats them. Ah. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. It's better than eating poop. I'll tell you that. 
That's I, I imagine that's true. She has not she's not eaten poop to my knowledge. I'm sure she's snuck a nibble here and there, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She this is since we're, since we're going to talk about poop as well and eye contact. This is perfect, and now this sort of makes sense. We have come full fucking circle here. We really have. We really have. <laughs> but I took her out just a few mornings ago, and I don't know. She just ate something weird or whatever. She had diarrhea. So she goes to poop and I usually don't look at her and I turn back to see if she's done and I can like pick it up. But it has obviously come out in far more liquid form than she's used to. And it's somehow then like spread. So now it's on her foot. Oh. And she's she's still like squatting down, looking like looking at me in a panic because it's on her foot. I'm like, well, I mean I feel bad because that does probably suck. <laughs> I mean, come on, you just shit on your own foot. But then I, I'm like, well, I can't now. I can't just wipe her paw off. Like that doesn't work because then she's gonna run. Which, which was where the bath came in. Oh, oh right. Oh, poor little thing. But this, it was like this look of fear. Like, what is happening? Why <laughs> did this come out so quickly? I was not ready for that. Oh. And what do you, I just, this is, this is a question for you and all dog owners. Do you still pick that up? What do you, what do you do? Because ah, you so, can't really pick it up. Um, I make an attempt. So you just kind of like grab a handful. Yeah. I mean, I, you have the bag, especially if you're like walking the dog in a public area. I make an attempt to, to pick it up but you can't because it just smears all over the ground right that's just it i got yeah. i made like a grab and like i can't keep trying unless, to grab like, more unless you travel with a, a shovel in your pocket like i don't i don't know what else to do other than just like just do your best do they make pocket-sized shit shovels <laughs> this could be a market <gasps> this because is a market. i would be down for that <laughs> pocket shit shovels Maybe she's got irritable bowel syndrome too. Maybe she does. I mean, and I'm well, sure the medication for when her would be just as expensive. When they're when they're little, they eat stuff they're not supposed to eat, and that happens quite a bit um, until they learn. Like Coco won't eat stuff anymore that she doesn't like. She stopped eating poop actually. <laughs> Finally, 12 years later. It's been enough poop. Yeah, exactly. She 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 would never eat a cigarette, but like she would, no. Mm-mm. It has to be very, very, very tempting for her to eat it. Uh, sometimes she won't even eat. Like I'll drop some cereal and she won't eat that. She's like, it's not bacon. Why would I eat that? Wow. So she's even selective about people. Oh, yeah. Food. Like if I'm going to yeah. go for it, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, exactly. Like I dropped a few nuts one time and I didn't want to pick them up and I called her over and she walked over, sniffed them and walked away. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man. That's pretty great. Oh my God. Yeah. They, we could go on and on about these little animals who live in our home. <laughs> yes. The four-legged and the two-legged. It's an adventure, but we do keep rolling with it. We do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not even going to like knock. I'm just going to say so far so good. Like, you know, there's yeah, going to be there's going to be a day. 
of course there's going to be a day and there's going to be a moment and, you know, like there was a moment in the middle of the night where I woke up and I thought I was dying and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then, yeah. So whatever. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. You just got to figure out the boot and the bowels. It'll be good. <laughs> That's really, a good that's name. That's all you need to do. The boot and the bowels. The boot and the bowels. That's a really good name. It's I like, like a band that. name. It's like a brand. Yes. Yeah. A we- fucking weird brand, but it's a brand. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Back to the bowels. Mm-hmm. Back to the bowels. There's our title. Back to the bowels. <laughs> right at the end. Oh my god. And we recorded just long enough for the garbage truck to pull up right by my open window. <laughs> oh, Coco is scratching at the door because she wants in because she's oh, just god. like, the cleaning lady is here. She has the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> well, I guess if anyone, I mean, I don't even know how we get anywhere here, but if anyone has any bowel-related issues they'd like to share whether they're for animals or people hello coco's right here do you who's a good girl yes oh wow oh is that a good girl yes you don't want to be around that vacuum cleaner i know it's so scary oh Oh, yeah oh look at that she made she finally made an appearance i heard that (laughs) did you hear it (laughs) i did i did it was kind of a squeal squeak (laughs) yeah i would love some i i want to hear about people's relationships with their dogs like, you know, some people, oh, she's vacuuming, so I should, well, Coco's was sitting there. I don't care. Who cares about the noise at this point? So many people, like people who grew up on farms, you know, like the dog lived outside. The dog never came inside. Right. That was just very an outside dog. It's a very different relationship. And I would love to hear about people's relationships with their dogs, specifically dogs. I mean, because I've never had a relationship with a cat. Right. Who wants that? Honestly, <laughs> Nobody. And if you disagree with me there, we welcome those emails too. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I, I mean, you, And you can send us those too, but I would love to hear about your relationship with your dog and how it manifests itself. And, you know, and here's the thing. I'm going to say this really quickly before we end. I used to get mad at people when they were like, my dog is my baby. Because your dog is not your fucking baby. Like a baby is a fucking baby, right? right. But then I was like... <sighs> Why am I being so judgmental about that? That's stupid to have like an opinion about that. It's dumb, Heather. Right. Like, if you love your dog that much, you're allowed to love your dog that much. That's yeah. That, yeah. Nobody. Yeah, and just nobody like should if, judge that. If you have like a like a colleague relationship with Coco, that's yeah. fine. It's not I, hurting it's a, anybody. Yeah, it's a partnership. It's like right. I don't have to love Coco like a. I would love Lily. I would take Lily and I would like dress her up and I would put little bows in her hair and I would like snuggle and I'd put her in a little basket. <laughs> she is she is pretty snuggleable. I'll, I'll give you that. So I would love so to. So you can email those stories to stories at manicramblings.com or you can find us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at manicramblings. Uh, and of course, Patreon patreon.com slash manigramblings and a huge thank you to our new patrons it means a lot for yes, keeping us you. up and going uh, yeah yeah thank you especially to that and um, I guess until next time 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna revisit the bowel situation. I will say this. Neither the car nor the dog steers itself. We need to re we have to keep instilling that in our children. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.